Now, I want to turn to not so well-known passage of Scripture in Second Samuel. It's not often maybe read in a gospel meeting, but it has been upon my mind. There's just a couple of passages concerning it. Second Samuel in chapter 16. And there's a man's name here that we want to mention. Chapter 16. And we read at verse number 5. Just so you get the connection of this man. His name is Shimei. And when King David came to Bahurim, behold, thence came out a man of the family of the house of Saul, whose name was Shimei, the son of Gera. He came forth and cursed as he came. And he cast stones at David and at all the servants of the king of King David, and all the people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. Now, we could read more in that little story, but we'll not read any more of it just now. And we turn to chapter 19, chapter 19 in your Bible and of Second Samuel and verse number 15. So the king returned and came to Jordan and Judah came to Gilgal to meet the king, to conduct the king over Jordan. And Shimei, the son of Gera, a Benjamite, which was of Bahurim, hasted and came down with the men of Judah to meet King David. And there were a thousand men of Benjamin with him, and Ziba, the servant of the house of Saul, and his fifteen sons and his twenty servants with him. And they went over Jordan before the king. And verse number 19, And he said unto the king, Let not my lord impute iniquity unto me, neither do thou remember that which thy servant did perversely the day that my lord the king went out of Jerusalem, that the king should take it to his heart. For thy servant doth know that I have sinned. Therefore, behold, I am come the first this day of all the house of Joseph to go down to meet my lord the king. And uh, verse 22, and and David said, What have I to do with you, ye sons of Zeruiah? that ye should this day be adversaries unto me. For do not I know that I am this day king over Israel. Therefore the king said unto Shimei, Thou shalt not die, and the king swore unto him. Now that's all we want to read and trust with the Lord's blessing on the reading of his own precious word. As I've said, this is maybe a, a somewhat unfamiliar passage of scripture in a gospel meeting. But I've been looking at it recently and I just want to to leave a few thoughts with you uh, in the preaching of the gospel this evening. One of the things that stands out in my mind in in this particular passage is that this was a, a day of exceptional happenings. This was a day when something very exceptional was about to happen. The king, King David, and we hear a lot about the king at the minute and King Charles. That's not what's upon my mind. But the, the king, he is about to return from exile. He's coming back. And the proclamation has been sounded before the people. And the people have heard the news that the king is about to return. Just before I come to that exactly, I want you to, to think just maybe on the wider of the, this little story. Just some of the people that you'll hear mentioned if we had read the whole of the passage We would have read of a man, and if you're wondering who the king was, we read of a man called David, King David. 
David was the man, as you would know, and many even who have little knowledge of the Bible would know. David was the man who slew Goliath. He was the man who who brought deliverance to the nation of Israel. He was the man who, who went out. He came down from his father's house. And how that he went down into the valley and he slew the great giant. And he brought deliverance to the nation of Israel. He set them free. He gave to them deliverance. And he set up the land. And he was a great king. And finally you will know, just in the little extracts that we're reading from here this evening, King David was rejected. The people in general, they drove him out. They said, we don't want him. We want Absalom, his son. You know, dear friend, this evening, before I go too far, I want you to stop for not only is this the background, but this is the center, really, of the story that we're trying to bring before you this evening. We're not here to tell you so much about King David or of any other great king on earth. We're here to tell you about the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who came, he came from the Father's house. He came not to deliver the nation of Israel only, but he came, friend, to bring salvation to poor sinners. It meant not only his coming into the world to walk and to sojourn here below, it meant his going to the cross of Calvary. It meant his suffering and death at the place which is called Calvary. And we read there concerning him. And many here this afternoon will be very familiar with the verses of the scripture. Who his own self, there upon the cross, friend. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body upon the tree. Or you would know and you would understand the verse that would say, For he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Salvation, friend, is found in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, and in him alone. We're not here to tell you this evening that of any great deed, or of any great plan or idea of your own or of man, that you can obtain peace with God, or forgiveness of sins. But we're here to tell you that salvation is found in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ and in him alone. Salvation that was provided at the place which is called Calvary when he laid down his life. For the scriptures say that Christ died for the ungodly. What a wonderful text it is, friend. And what a wonderful verse of scripture that we would know that God's only well-beloved son, that he laid down his life at the place which is called Calvary, that poor sinners, you and I, rebels, enemies against the God of heaven, that we might be saved for the great never-ending eternity. But just for a moment, I want to bring you back even earlier before we read this afternoon. There are two or three men that I want to mention before I come to Shimei. I want to remind you of a man called Absalom. For friend Absalom, and I want to call him this this afternoon, the rebellious man. Absalom was a man, he was the son of David. Absalom knew the greatness of his father. He knew 
the deliverance that his father had brought for the nation. And yet he rose up in rebellion. And he said, we don't want this man. Friend, I want to tell you, for we're here that you might stop and think for a moment about yourself and your own condition. This is the heart of man. This is what men think of God and of God's Son. We desire not the knowledge of his ways. No interest in him. Friend, take a look at your own heart this afternoon. And take a thought about your soul. You dear soul who likely have heard much concerning God's Son. You have heard of his kindness to you. And of his love for you. Friend, have you ever trusted him for yourself? Or is it that in your heart, maybe not openly, you might stand and say, no interest in him. But friend, have you ever turned from your sins in repentance? In repentance. And trusted Christ as Saviour. The rebellious man. Friend beware this evening. Lest you live. And die in rebellion. Against God. And against his son. There's another man that we read about in these verses. A man called Barzillai. He was a realistic man. He was a man who got a look at life. And death. And eternity. Friend, I want, and I'm not going to labor it this afternoon, but I will leave it with you, the thought. It's good to be realistic. It's good to get a a grasp of what is real. We live in in a world that have little interest in anything other than fairy stories or grasping after something that people will never, ever obtain. But here's a man who was real. And so, friend, I want you this afternoon To get a grasp of reality, of your need as a sinner before the living God, of the brevity of time, life is real. Eternity is real. Time ends, friend, and then eternity. And so I want to ask you the question, take a thought of Berzillai, the realistic man, and get a look, friend, at time ends. And then eternity. And ask yourself the question, where will I spend eternity? I want to think, and very quickly, I want to think about Mephibosheth just for a moment. For he was the ready man. He was a man who had had dealings with the king years ago. He had had an invitation from the king, and he heeded it. He came when the king called. And the king took him in and he would receive blessing abundantly. Friend, I want to tell you this afternoon, you too could receive blessing from the living God. The blessing of your sins forgiven. The reality of the salvation of your soul. I'm not talking, friend, about looking out 20 years ahead for something that you'll work for. But I'm telling you of something that you could obtain This afternoon, in your car, in your own home, as you pass by on the street, to obtain the forgiveness of sin. To know, friend, the reality of peace with God, for real it is. That which you could have, friend, from the very scriptures itself, 
going home this afternoon, knowing you'll never be in hell, knowing that heaven will be your eternal dwelling place. I can, and you take a moment, you ask the the friends in the car park this afternoon who know Christ as Savior. What a wonderful moment it is, friend, to be able to lay your head upon the pillow and to know your sins are forgiven. To know that you have peace with God. To know that the rebellion against the God of heaven has ended. And to know, oh wonderful thought, to know that you'll spend eternity with Christ in heaven forever. And here was a man. He was waiting on the king's return, Mephibosheth. He was watching for him. He was ready for the moment. He was waiting for when he should appear. Friend, do you ever take thought that the Lord is coming back? He's coming soon. This old wasted world, which we often think and look upon that's crumbling in every way and in every form. The Lord is coming. And he's coming for those who have trusted him. For those who have made preparation. Not out of their own works, but through faith in Christ. And he's coming back to receive them. And we're going, the scriptures tell us it will be in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. And the Lord is coming. And we're going to be caught up to be with the Lord in the air. That friend is for those who are ready. Mephibosheth characters. Those who have made preparation in the past. And those who are waiting for the Lord's return. And so I want to come briefly. I want to speak to you for a moment or two about a man called Shimei. We read mostly about Shimei. Shimei was a man and he wasn't ready. When the little story commences. Shimei had also, maybe not just as overtly or openly, But Shimei had adjoined himself with those who were in rebellion against the king. That's where we we read just a little verse. And Shimei had risen up, just friend, with the attitude of many who listened to the gospel. Maybe not so overtly against the gospel or against the Savior. But in your own heart, no time for Christ, no time for God. And Shimei had lifted his hand also against the king. And so now, friend, the message comes. The king is about to return. That's where we stand. That, I feel, is where we are in our present day and age. I know I've taken a little time getting there. That's where we are in our day and age. The king is about to come back. We sound out the the proclamation. He's coming. He's coming soon. He's coming for the redeemed. He's coming for those who are saved. Just in our little story, we find, just to show you something of the picture of it, the king has come down to the the ferry across the, the river. He's just about to cross over. 
The thing is getting very near and the king will shortly be back in the land. And Shimei begins to think. Friend, it's good to think, you know. People don't get saved just by falling into God's salvation. It's good to stop and think about where you stand. And Shimei, as he, as he heard the message, the king is coming. He started to look back and he began to wonder, what about me? When the king is back in the land, judgment will fall upon me for I have gone in rebellion against the king. Shimei could look back to the days when he said no to the king and helped to drive him out. Friend, I wonder this afternoon, just as you sit on this sunny Lord's Day afternoon, just you cast your mind back. Take a thought, friend, about all the times that you've said no to Christ. Take a thought of all the times that you have ignored the Savior's call. All the times that you've said, give me just a little longer, for the world seems oh so bright. All the times that you've turned your back upon Christ and said, give me the world and I've no time for him. Does it not make you to tremble, friend? Does it not make, as you think about the Savior and his invitation and his kindness to you, does it never make you stop and think, where will I spend eternity? You know, friend, it wouldn't be too hard to wonder how that a person who would reject God's Son and say no to Christ as Savior, how that person would ever be in God's fair heaven. Friend, I want to tell you this evening, the first thing that came to this man's mind was, this is real. This is important. This matter needs to be sorted and it needs dealt with now. The reality of time and its brevity was weighing upon him. The reality of his sin was real to him. The reality and the need of repentance, if ever he was going to be right with the king, was made to bear upon this mind, upon his mind. And so he said, before the king gets back to his throne, I'm going to make sure that I'm right with him. And so we read of this man, Shimei, and he fled to the king and he acknowledged his sin. And the king received him and forgave him on that very day. Friend, I want to tell you this evening, before we close our little message, the Lord Jesus Christ could say, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. But also, friend, he would say, him that cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast out. There were those on that day, you know, and they said to, to King David, they said, put him to death, drive him away. We've no time for this man. But just, just in the graciousness of the king, the king forgave him. Friend, I want to tell you, whoever you are, whatever you have done, 
How long you may have lingered in your sins. How long or how often you may have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. I want to tell you, today is the day of salvation. Today is an opportunity for you to have your sins forgiven. And so we would encourage you to turn from your sins and to flee to the Lord Jesus Christ and trust him with your soul. The Lord Jesus Christ himself could say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Friend, wouldn't it be good on this Lord's day to know the reality of everlasting life, to know that you're right with God, to know that your sins are forgiven, and you'll never, ever be in hell. What a joy it was for Shimei. I'm sure there was some relief in that man when he heard the words of forgiveness from the king. Friend, what joy there would be for you this evening if you trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your saviour and knew the reality of peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Do we trust that you might come this evening, that you might trust him. Time is short. The coming of the Lord draweth nigh. The day of opportunity will end. Eternity is very real. Friend, make sure in time. Make sure while still is the day of grace that you get to the Savior. He's the one who went to the cross. He's the one who has provided salvation for all. He's the one who offers the forgiveness of sins. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Now we'll speak to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, we commend ourselves to thee as we give to thee our thanks for salvation provided. This is what gives us joy to be able to tell without let or hindrance that there is a Savior who is able to save and there's one who offers forgiveness to sinners this very evening without money or without price. Salvation has been provided. The price indeed has been paid. And we would pray, our Father, that there might be some this evening who would turn from their sins and trust him and know the joy and reality of peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. We look to thee for thy blessing upon all here again this evening as we ask all these things in the Lord Jesus' precious name. Amen.